0: Welcome to the Lost and Found Wellness Podcast. I've always felt that being lost was a problem. Everyone knows their why and their purpose. Everyone else has their shit figured out. But I'm not qualified enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not worthy. These things made me feel behind and lost. But feeling lost is not the problem. It's a sign towards a new situation, a chance to get creative, To build resilience and a chance to connect with yourself and the world around you. You are adaptable, you are brave, you are safe, and you are loved. So if you're feeling lost in where you are in your life, you've found the right podcast. We're going to get into a little bit of how this podcast came to be and how we met and what our story is as a little, little collective here, how, how we all came together.
1: So where shall we start? Well, I think that we all, probably the best place to start is CrossFit Omaha, which is where we all met, what, in 2012?
0: I think it's funny when we first like tried to get this story together, thinking about it, like we've all just assumed that we've known each other a lot longer than what we actually have. Mm -hmm. Like when we said it, we're like, oh, it's just been since 2012 and it feels really a lot longer than that. But I think there were like little connections that came before that. But I think when we really came together as like a team and as a group and, you know, a real close group of friends, I think 2012 was, was that time. I think we had pinpointed that in 2010, Paula, you and I had traveled together to road a road trip. Event. Yeah. It yeah. was a sectionals in yeah. St. Louis. In St. Louis. Yeah. Yep. And so that was, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. I went back and I looked at a few photos and things. I was like, oh yeah, we were there. And it's like, we're like hugging in pictures. Like we're best friends. And <laughs> it's like probably the first time that we really hung out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, it's crazy. It's so funny. And then... Yeah. Jen, I know we pinpointed it was kind of when you had just gone through your big transformation and coming back to working out.
1: Yeah. I had been working out with a CrossFit member at another gym. He was coaching in another gym and I was personal training with him. And when he moved away to another city, then he was like, you're joining CrossFit. And I said, okay. And I think it was in December of 2010 or eleven was when that I think it was 2010 in December I joined CrossFit and uh that was that when was your surgery your 2012 brain? February 12. 2012
2: when I remember it was your like your comeback we had a little party come welcome back party for you and that it was the it was a
1: Dos, yeah it was the Dos Equis and double Second unders um yeah. event or beer I and, burpees, love, beer and burpees
2: beer and burpees was yeah. beer and
1: burpees.
0: I love that like <laughs> you just had this major like <laughs> Brain tumor surgery and your first workout celebration back is beer beer and burpees. Burpees. like the opposite picture of health.
1: And I remember you and I, so you and I were on a team, Megan. Yeah. These two guys and one of them like wimped out. One of the guys wimped out partway through and we made fun of him and we're like, I just had brain surgery. What's yours? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we weren't very nice. We were very So we were we were already bonding
0: on our mean girlness at the gym. Oh <laughs> well, that's hilarious. That's amazing. There's it's a really so fantastic
1: funny. picture of Megan and I at CrossFit that I think Paula took. It clearly shows the two of us judging really, really badly. <laughs> 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 one of my favorite I pictures. I mean, we I did that one and, up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: funny. Uh, so yeah, so we all had like separate little roles within the gym as well. Like Paula, you were the new member, mm-hmm. um, like I don't know, expert uh, ambassador. They ambassador. Call it. Yeah. Yep. I love the titles that we got to create for ourselves. So right? you're the new member ambassador, <laughs> you know, welcoming new people to the gym and just letting everybody else know, you know, who's coming through, um, really being a big support of that first impression, the director of first impressions, <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, into the community, which was really cool. And Jen, you were doing... Events, Events. I was the events
1: coordinator. Yeah,
0: all the little in-house events, little community celebrations. Yeah, there was a lot. Like every month, I know we tried to have one and you really took that role on. So you were very much like logistics and organization and all that was your strong suit. And then I was building up like the retail space and being in charge of that and working with sponsors and vendors to get them there, taking control of that. Cleaning,
1: <laughs> the <It's a> cleaning <laughs> <meeting>. uh, <laughs> You
2: were just kind of a jack of all trades. I was hit your finger in a little was, of everything.
0: Yep, the social media, doing the blogging, the Women of CFO account to really talk about like some women's issues and just kind of breaking down some of those barriers that women had at the time, still have, you know, of wanting to lift weights and and get into the gym. What else was there with that? Yeah, it was social media and sponsors and and retail. I think was kind of the thing. So. We all had our separate little gigs within there, but we were really in a way the glue that kind of held the gym together for everybody. <laughs> I think That's we were great right. right point people oh, for, for, sure. For, sure. Yes, for everyone absolutely. to come to it. Yeah. And so it didn't take long, I think, you know, from ownership to ask us to support in putting together a bigger event. We were really good at in-house events, but putting in something that was a little bit more regional and we did so good at it. It ended up being like a nationally sponsored event, the Snow Bowl. And we had two years running at it. But I think that's like the first chance where we really all came together and got to see how we work together. And
1: how did we work many, together?
2: <laughs> many, late nights. Yeah. <laughs> many late nights, uh, yes.
1: Yeah. A lot of late nights. It was, you know, you don't really realize how, how much goes into one of those events until you start doing one. And it's it, luckily at the time, as sort of the project manager of that, I was able to tap into a lot of resources for other folks around the country, it was always amazing to me how tight-knit the CrossFit community was, nationwide even, that if you were doing something CrossFit related, there were always people in your corner to help you out. And I was able to uh, utilize a lot of those resources to kind of help us logistically-wise how to make this happen. And it definitely takes a a village.
0: It really was. Like, that's such a great point about it. And I know that like, CrossFit people have their their thoughts and you know, (laughs) negative thoughts and things about it. But for me, even though I don't do it, I don't any none of us really do it anymore to the extent we're doing at that time. But it is something, yeah, I appreciate so much because through that community, there's so many opportunities that opened up. You know, number one being like connecting us, us crossing paths. I mean, our work fields, our age differences, like we would have never crossed paths in any other way had we gone to like, you know, a different gym that's just like a come on in and do your own thing. You know, it's like that we would have never probably approached each other. And that's what I think is so cool is that there's so many different backgrounds of people that got to cross paths through that all kind of going through, you know, a similar tough thing together, overcoming, you know, something in their life a life change or whatever it is, blood, sweat
2: and tears, you know, absolutely.
0: And it just built like a really strong connection, but I love like what you pointed out about the support coming from other places. And it was at that time where CrossFit was new enough where you did, you had, you put on an event somewhere and it's like, you had the support of the entire, at least U S community that we knew of like behind us pushing. I remember Twitter being a big part of that. (laughs) And that's how I actually developed and built that connection to being able to move to the middle East and, you know, work in a sense with, Mm -hmm. with CrossFit out there as well. Massive opportunities that were, you know, led to I think proud achievements for all of us that came through that community. And I think that's what's really special about it and that's something that I'll always appreciate about it. I know there's a lot of shitty gyms and shitty trainers out there, but there's also a lot of like other shitty gyms and shitty trainers out there and I think we were really lucky in getting in, you know, under the coaches that we had and and with the community that we had in Omaha of all places.
2: And that's the main reason why I stuck around as long as I did. I mean, I love the, the coaching and, the, and CrossFit in general, but it was the community that kept you coming back. You know, it's just uh, the amazing relationships that you build
0: absolutely over time. Yeah, so
2: especially with kind of, you ladies.
1: <clears throat> it is kind of interesting how, and I remember other people in the gym as well talking about, you know, when you start making life decisions about whether I want to move somewhere for a job opportunity. And there were a lot of people who were like, no, I'm not taking that opportunity because I'm not leaving my gym. And it was mm-hmm. that, it was that mm-hmm. important, people. And it was such an amazing community that we had, and and still do. I mean, CrossFit Omaha is still an a, amazing place. Like you said, we've all kind of gone off in different directions just a little bit. My hope is to get back into the CrossFit gym here in a little bit. I'm here. I'm still here in Omaha and working. Hopefully, going to be finishing up a black belt test pretty soon in a, in a martial arts, and then my t- intent is to go back to CrossFit. It'll definitely be in a different role and. Handling CrossFit a little bit differently, it will not be a six day a week thing for me. Which, when you're in your <laughs> 40s, that is not really a great <laughs> option for me. Anyway, um, you definitely start to feel those aches and pains, and and injuries, and and whatnot, uh, just from life. So, you know, doing that type of of it. and not only that, but like I, I had a, a person tell me in CrossFit early on because I used to have so much anxiety about running. A 400 meter for a warm up, and I could remember sitting at work and like getting a tight chest because we might do a 400 meter in a warm up, mm-hmm. and I knew I would be the last person back in the door. It's so stupid because it's like the easiest part of the whole workout, right? But it's real, I had someone tell me that they're like, You know, it's a warm up, right? You know, you don't <laughs> actually have to run the full 400, right? And I was like, Wait, what?
2: <laughs> I'll never <laughs> forget my. And I first started CrossFit and I was, we were getting lining up, ready to run or our warm up and 400. And I'm like, he goes, ready, go. And I'm like, people were, I thought it was just a warm up. I was just going to do a little jiggle jogging, you know, and just, and all of a sudden they were sprinting. I'm
0: like, are
1: you shitting me? This
0: is a warm up. I'm like, oh my God. The, The intensity that I think is just when you're in, it's that mob mentality. It just kind of takes over. It's like the same thing. I can think about the best example of that. I was on a a whale watching boat this summer in Boston. And it was like a whale popped up on the left side and like the entire boat would run to that side to go see it. and then it's like a whale would pop up on the right side and the entire... And I'm just like sitting in the middle in the back watching. And I'm just like, these idiots, like do they not realize? Like we're literally surrounded by whales. They'll be everywhere. Like just stay where you are. You'll be fine. But it's like that mentality and that excitement, you know, takes over. Right. It is. It's like that at the beginning right. of class when everybody's, you know, there, it's probably a stress release for a lot, you know, whether it's like time away from kids or just ending the workday or... You know, training for a competition or whatever it is, and you had all that people, all that excitement in one room, and it just
1: is hilarious how that really just well, fed off
0: of. And your competitive of each nature, other.
1: I think, comes out a lot in um, oh, absolutely in that in that event too. Once I got past the point where I cared, and I say that in the terms of once I realized and like really came to terms with the fact that I was never going to compete <laughs> in that sport <laughs> to stop trying so hard, like. It needed to be fun, and right. I, you know beating myself up physically over trying to do certain things that I was never going to do was just dumb right. and it took the enjoyment out of it now all you know all three of us i we were all like loved the the heavy stuff and the, the mm-hmm. barbell stuff and the tire flipping and like the strongman type of stuff. And I'll never forget a workout that Megan and I were doing one night where it was dumbbell snatches. And I think I had a 40 or something like that. And you came over and you're like, <laughs> what have you got? Yeah, it, <laughs> was, <laughs> it was competition. So I see her walk over to the stack of barbell or dumbbells <laughs> and she grabs a 45. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to fly. So I grabbed <laughs> totally like grab this. <laughs> she looks at it. She's like, <laughs> I <think it's> okay. <laughs> but at least if you know where your strengths are and, and push those, like, then it is fun at that, yeah. at that point. Once you realize what, where you need to put your focuses in it, it really is fun.
0: It is. And it, can, it exposes you to so much that you get, you can get overwhelmed. I remember writing an article about this for the blog we had, which I should try to find again. But it was, you know, like, how, yeah, exactly. Where do you put that attention? There's so many skills, and it exposes you to so many different, you know, types of, of training and sports kind of all put in one. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed of like, well, I just learned how to do like a kipping pull up, and now there's like 10 other things, you know, that go <laughs> like harder and go along with this. And like, you know, how do I put my attention? How do I train for all these things? You know, I have a one hour class that I'm doing, you know three, four or five times a week, you know, even that. And it's like, what, how do I make progress on all this? Where do I put my attention? And it really can paralyze you, which I've like, you know, felt and kind of seen that overlap getting into other areas, you know, in life too. and I think it can, it's definitely something that can happen in a self-development phase or a personal development phase. Where you know you find something that's really meaningful and it makes a lot of sense, and then you know you get turned on to another group and another program and another group and another program. And All of a sudden, you're in like ten Facebook groups of you know, yep, I know personal that. development <laughs> and things, and you're just like paralyzed with it. Wow. And, and really, like the foundations and the basics and everything that they're teaching is really all in the same roots. But I think that's where people kind of like drop off, you know, or give up on things because they paralyze themselves with uh, consuming so much information, which we have so quickly and so easily now you know, and this connection to these communities all over the world that really make you feel connected and a part of it. And it's at high energy and, and everything, but um, it's, you know, and we, and we have this FOMO, you know, that's like a big epidemic, yes. <laughs> that you know, yes. is happening as a result of that. So you get a fear of missing out on something if you choose, you know, to follow Absolutely. kind of one teacher or one, one guidance at a time. So it's just really interesting.
1: And I think that's kind of what we were talking about, sort of wanting to get out of <clears throat> this experience in this podcast too is sort of reconnecting that personal connection with people um, as opposed to it being like social media is such a huge deal. And, but you never really feel like you can touch someone or hug someone or, and those things are important. I think those, you know, as I look at some of the um, healing arts, the ones that are the most effective are the ones where you where touch is involved, whether it's massage or chiropractic, those types of things, are really effective because I think that we're missing that. We're missing that personal connection. And so to kind of bring that back to people, what we're what we're all missing in our lives is that personal connection.
0: Yeah, just connection that goes beyond, you know, just consuming information and data about things, you know, it's like a real, yeah, heartfelt, meaningful conver- conversation and connection. Absolutely. And I think the, I mean, so like we... Coming about with this podcast, I'm trying to think. We've talked about it for years. Like we've like two literally, we've yeah, we've literally it. talked about it forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and wanting to do it, and I think it was just a lot of that, like letting people know that they're not alone. And when we go through like our individual stories, that's something that we each kind of you know talk about of you know being like silent sufferers and in different areas of our lives, and wanting people to know that there's trust that you can be the best doctor that you that you have. You can be the best trainer. Um, you can be your best, you know, spiritual coach or whatever it is that you feel like you're, you're needing and really just, yeah, being able to trust in yourself and build that confidence a little bit more. And that's something that we just want to be able to share our stories so that hopefully other people, you know, feel connected to that and can share their other stories. And then eventually, um, I think the goal for us is to lead this into like actual real life, personal connection of, you know, meetups, wherever they may be around the country, around the world, just in order to, to foster that a little bit more.
2: And I think people are just, especially nowadays too, are just overwhelmed. Like we were kind of talking about a few minutes ago. There's so many different mm-hmm. programs, so many different nutrition programs out there too. exercise. And people mm-hmm. are just like, I don't know what you want to do. My friend did this. My friend does that. And um, it's just trying to wheel things in and trying to mm-hmm. find out what
0: works for you. Mm-hmm. And so um, i a comparison. I think Paula, yeah. you had brought up like comparison syndrome in another oh, talk that yes. we had had. And that is mm-hmm. like something that's just so relatable mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me
0: on so many levels. And I know to a lot mm-hmm. of other people that we, whether that comes through social media or just, you know, mm-hmm. preconceived stories that are out there about the industry that you're in or mm-hmm. the education level that you have. I think those are just massive points that mm-hmm. people struggle with. Mm-hmm.
1: When it's that whole, I really like the, the analogy of like, don't compare your bloopers reel to somebody else's highlights reel. Mm-hmm. Like what we see on social media is other people's best self. Yeah. They don't put the struggles that they're feeling out there. Because no one wants to see that. Mm -hmm. No one thinks that they want to see that. So if you are constantly thinking that everybody else is out there living your best life, but you are at home and are going through some things, just know that like, that's not, that's not what everybody, everybody's not out there living their best life. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody has Mm -hmm. a shitty day. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) probably, And it's probably the day where they posted (laughs) the thing that makes them look the (laughs) best. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I think one of the other, oh, sorry, go ahead, Paula. No, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say my, um, you know, my mom has this quote that every day is a good day, just some are better than others. So I always try to, as my day goes on and I feel like I'm having a shitty day or look at the Instagram or Facebook and, you know, you're kind of, again, just kind of, you just need to shed the shame and Mm -hmm. just uh, think that, you know, every moment is just, you can start over. You have a bad thought just the next moment, just smile and move on and life is good.
0: So I think it's, I think it's that, and it's also like, be human. <laughs> and yeah, if you need to absolutely. cry about something, if you need to get pissed about something, if you need like <clears throat> those are emotions and real, and, you know, I think you have choice in, you know, maybe how far that goes or how long that goes or how that, you know, is expressed which can take time and learning as well. But I think, you know, beating yourself up about being sad about something or feeling guilty about something or shameful about something like those are just real human emotions, but it is, it's absolutely like, how do you, you know, bounce back from that and get up from that? I think Jen, you had brought it up before in a previous conversation that we've had of, you know, kind of dealing with the, the FOMO and the, and the shame and the comparison and all that of just, you know, we're told so much that we can, we can do it all or you can do anything you, right. can,
1: you, know, you yeah. can i think as women especially women we've been told for so long that you can do anything that you want to do and that's true i 100% believe that that's true but it's also true that we can't do everything right we can do anything but we can't do everything and i think that's what has sort of especially the women out there that have kids and have careers and have all the things and they get so overwhelmed and they get drug down. It's they're trying to do everything. And we were never meant to do everything. We were meant to have people in our lives to help us. And we were meant to divide and conquer type of things. And as we try to do everything, then we sort of feel like a failure in everything because you can't excel when you're stretched so thin. Absolutely. Well,
2: and I think it's like every, you don't want to appear weak, you know, especially with this women's movement. Now, everything is like, I, you know, I got to be strong, you know, and, I can't, and you don't want to be a burden on people or ask for help.
0: So uh everybody and I think some of what that movement you know happening here I think it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it a little bit of the aim is is trying to like normalize you know just some of those thoughts in that process I think it is good attention to be brought up but I think that is the thing that we also aim to do with this is just normalizing you know some of the hard conversations and situations that are really tough to deal with of that like you're not the only one going through it you know like your mm-hmm. your problems are not maybe so unique <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. also, like,
0: there's other people dealing with it to a certain degree. I think there's just a lot more that we can connect. And I think we're a lot more alike in ways than maybe people want to realize or well, like agno- to, acknowledge in ways. We
1: like to think that we're like special. delicate little flowers, that <laughs> <or> we're special, <laughs> that we're like little snowflakes and all those all right. things that are, you know, you tell kids to, to make them feel good about themselves, but the reality <laughs> is we're not that unique. Yeah. Um, a lot of us go through the same, you know, and, and I feel like just even in this last five minutes, we're kind of saying both ends of it, that we are all unique in that like nutrition and workout and it's all so individualized and whatnot. Right. But at the same time, like we, we're not so unique that we're not going through the same struggles and we're exactly. not going through the same right. types of experiences. We might inside be completely different people, but we're all still humans and we're all still part of this race. Yep. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that's a beautiful way of mm-hmm. putting it. <laughs> 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 yeah, Absolutely. Anything else from like, I guess our, our start and how we came together and I guess what we've set out to do with this podcast, I think, you know, we've got a lot of stories that we'll share of like our personal, our personal life, our personal struggles, you know, some rock bottom moments, some highlights and a little of, you know, what did we do to get out of that? And then also I think bringing other people on, you know, maybe some experts in the area of confidence and, um, you know, health and wellness and mental health and things like that, just to be able to, again, kind of normalize maybe some of those things that people feel really alone with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you ladies have to
1: add? I think that's yeah, that it. that sums it up. Join us on our Facebook group and tell us the things that are concerning you and that you feel alone about. And maybe you're not, maybe one of the three of us have gone through it, or maybe there's somebody else out in the world that is experiencing the same thing that we can you know, share those experiences together and maybe our way out.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not just getting together just to like complain and talk about hard things that we've gone through. Like I get it, like everybody's gone through, you know, there are different degrees of, of hardships, but I think it's really of, of that support of being able to, I think when you can support and help other people, when you can kind of coach another person in a sense, it does wonders for holding yourself accountable. And it does wonders for just helping you, you know, kind of deal and get over some of your own shit. So <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> this is probably an accountability thing as well, <laughs> you know, between <laughs> the three of us. And that is something I think to talk about in the beginning of our relationship, being in that, you know, fitness and diet culture, pretty heavy. I think there are times where we definitely, you know, support as good friends for one another, but definitely times I think of enabling Absolutely. You know, some self-sabotage and habits. We've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know, and, and just, yeah, kind of being sucked into that cycle. And so obviously we have a good, strong relationship and a good foundation that this is all built on. And I think it's just really cool to watch us each go through this growth period being each of us 10 years apart you know, and generationally, how does this relate to people? And I think it's just something that we're just going through in a lifetime that I can't wait to see, you know, how others kind of fit into the the picture and the puzzle and can support each other as well.
2: And that's what helps with the three of us being in such different age groups. You know, you guys, you can reach out to us. More likely one of us have had that issue at one point in our lives. So because we all three have such different backgrounds and and uh, so we'd be here to help you out as much as we can. So yeah. Just reach out to us on our Facebook group. Our open and books. Yes.
0: Ap- we have <laughs> well, there's some hesitation there, Paula. <laughs> <She's> like, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, we are. It's, it's like yes, I said, we're absolutely. going through it just as much as everybody else. So there's absolutely. always work to be done and, and mm-hmm. we're in it and we're here for you. Yep.
1: Cool. Just Love being for ladies. people. <laughs> love you too.
2: And uh, I just want to make an announcement to um, all three of us girls are going to an event in May called the Growth Now Movement in Reading, Pennsylvania, May 15th through the 17th. It's going to be keynote speakers, uh, Anthony Trucks and Justin Shank and as who's actually putting it on. So yeah, you should come out and join us. Go to Live.com and get some tickets and we'd love to meet you guys yeah. in person.
1: That so. Sounds good.
0: Yes, ladies. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. Next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lost and Found Wellness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate us, and give us a review. Then head over to Facebook and join the Lost AF community to keep the conversation going.